Last night I got a text from Josh and says, uh, bad news. And I thought, oh, Jesus. Anybody that starts, don't start a text like that. That's not good for your mamas. It's just not good at all because then, uh, my goodness. And I said, what in the world? He said, well, I've been in bed all day and, and this, that, and the other. He said, so you got service tomorrow. And I thought, okay, not necessarily bad news, but, whoo, okay, Jesus, what you going to do, Lord? So um, as most of us do, or if you know me, what I do, I say, okay, Jesus, what now? And so you, you ask the Lord what, he, what the people need to hear. And God, what is it that I need to share this morning? So uh, didn't hear a thing. Anybody been there? <laughs> Jesus, 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 help me, Lord. So you go to bed. Well, maybe he'll give it to me in a dream or a vision. You know, he works that way. He can do that. Amen. So I thought, well, maybe that's the answer. Nope. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, what you doing, Jesus? So I got up this morning. I thought, Lord, you know, and, um, you know, these people are coming, and I don't want to disappoint them. And Tony used to say, Barbara, you can do it. Just wing it. Whatever in you, God will use it, and it'll come out. And that's easier said than done sometimes. But he said, just wing it. Or he used to say that all the time. And uh, <clears throat> so I thought, God, you know I'm not good. So God and I are talking. I got up really early this morning, and God and I are talking. I said, God, you know I'm not good winging, winging it. I like to know things. I'm a planner. So I like to know exactly what God's going to do. But you know what? God doesn't work that way. Or very seldom does he tell us exactly what's going to happen. Now, he'll tell us I've got good. It's going to be good at the end and things like that. But anyway, I heard a word this morning. And so I'll, I'm going to just follow that and just see where the Lord will lead us. So praise God. So I thank you all for your praying for me. And um, I believe God does have a word for us this morning. And I uh, looked through my notes to get a title. And came up with one. <laughs> and it's simply a sound precedes a movement. And I was thinking about the different things that alert us. The different sounds that we're, we're, I'm really talking about hearing this morning. And the sounds and hearing and what we hear and do we hear. And how many has had a hard time knowing if you've heard from God? Anybody? You know, if we can be honest today, you know, it used to be in my younger years a long, long time ago that I used to think, God, was that you or was that the enemy? And now I think about it and I thought, that is ridiculous because God would only tell me good things. The enemy would only tell me things that are going to get me in trouble. So it's easy to decipher that, right? Okay. So y'all are with me this morning, right? You haven't turned me off yet. You know, I know I'm not Pastor Josh, but you'll get something, I promise. So, you know, in those years, I thought that. And then you learn. And so then, but at times, it's like, God, the heavens are so silent. I haven't heard from you in a while. Anybody ever been there? And those are dry times. Those are sad times. And one of the things that has helped me, do you know the River Jordan, the natural River Jordan? During certain seasons, it's dry. And so when the River Jordan and it's dry season, you can walk across it without any kind of problem in it. It it's almost looks like it shrinks, and it's almost like, God, how did you, you know, have to part this Jordan River for the Israelites to cross over? I'm not talking about the Red Sea. I'm talking about when Joshua went into the Promised Land. And, you know, and the waters went all the way back to Adam. You remember? Okay. So the, how, why did it need a miracle? They could just walk over. I mean, they'll have wet feet, but that's it. But then on the other seasons, 
It is full. And I've realized that there are some times that we can just walk over, and that's when we really don't hear from God so much. It's a dry season, and yet the Lord is still speaking, but he's speaking in different ways. Maybe we'll point some of those out to you this morning. So sounds cause us to move. Sounds will, will cause us to do things. Let me give you some simple examples. What happens when your alarm goes off in the morning? I know, I know, you push snooze. It wakes you up. Your alarm, the sound of your alarm causes a response. What happens if uh, you hear a siren behind you? You pray it's the car in front of you, right? Um, or you pull over. I mean, these sounds that we hear cause, what happens when the school bell rings, youngins? It's time to get to class or leave class or school's over. But there's the bells that make a sound that cause you to respond in a certain way. I'm going somewhere. What happens when the timer goes off, either on the stove or the microwave or whatever? It's telling you something, right? It's telling you whatever you put in there, it's done. Go get it out before it burns. That sound, the microwave doesn't actually talk to you except through that sound. Now, I have a car. <laughs> that I tell my grandkids, my car talks to me all the time, and I tell it to hush. I've got all these, these new bells and whistles, so if I get too far to the right or left and cross those lanes, it's going to make a sound telling me to stop. If I get too close to the car in front of me, there's a big flashing, the screen comes on and says, brake, and there's a sound that happens. My car talks to me. Yours probably does too, because if you don't put the seatbelt on, what is it going to do? Ding, 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 beep, 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 whatever it does. It's making a sound. It's not actually a car, even though I think my car does talk to me sometimes. What happens when a baby's crying? That's a sound that causes most mothers to move. Now, I know there's different cries. There's that cry when you know, get there quick, because something is seriously wrong. And then there's that sound that they'll be okay, they'll go back to sleep in just a second. <laughs> You pray. But it still causes a response. Amen? Even breathing. I remember laying in bed with my husband, and the way he was breathing could tell me how he was feeling. Just the sounds. If he was breathing deep, he was sleeping really good. If he was, <laughs> he was having a hard time. Sounds give us a message. Sounds cause a response. The sounds that we hear cause a response. The sounds will reveal to us what's going on. Think about it. There's so many different sounds that we hear in the natural that cause us to do certain things. And I know if I asked you, you could think of a hundred more right now as we're thinking. But as we're studying, as we're here, you can think of those different sounds. A doorbell, what does that mean? Somebody's at the door. A knock. Somebody wants in. A phone call. Oh, let's not even talk about cell phones. We've got all different kind of sounds on our cell phones. I mean, I've been with different people at, at lunch or something, and their phone go off, and I say, are you going to answer that? Oh, that's just an email. I'll get it later. They know what it is by the sound. You can tell your, your phone will make a certain sound if it's a text message or if it's a Facebook message or 
And some of you have gone in there and you have different sounds for different people who call, so you know who to ignore and who to answer. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's the sound that gives you a signal, that tells you what to do next. There's a sound that prompts a reaction from you. There's also sounds in the kingdom of God. There's also a sound. This morning during our worship, I believe that our sound of worship, all of us worshiping together, causes a sound in the atmosphere that will cause walls to fall, traditions to fall, religions to break. It's a sound that goes out into the atmosphere that we make when we're together and we're worshiping. Amen? <laughs> My nose is running this morning, but I'm not sick. I told Tony, I said, I'm going to be Pastor Tony this morning. I'm not. But anyway, it was funny earlier. But there's different sounds in the Bible as well. On the day of Pentecost, what sound was it? The sound of a mighty rushing wind. It brought something. And now when we hear just that phrase, sound of a rushing mighty wind, automatically, what do we think of? Pentecost. Do you remember when it was um, Elijah? When he said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. There's sounds all throughout the Bible. The trumpet sounded for so many different things. There was a sound that took place that caused people to move. Sometimes when it was Moses and the Israelites, if it was just one blare of a trumpet, they knew God was getting ready to meet Moses. If the trumpet sounded twice, they knew everybody needs to gather together. God's talking to all of us. The sound of the trumpet so many times throughout the Bible was for wards, like get ready, charge. And it was the different sounds that the trumpet made, but it still was a trumpet that was blowing that gave them a message. It caused them to respond in a certain way. God is speaking and wanting us to respond in a certain way. When God speaks to us, and he speaks to us in so many different ways. He speaks to us through the word of God, which we'll get into in a few minutes. He speaks to us through ministers sharing the gospel. He'll speak to you through friends, radio, TV, Facebook, all different ways. He speaks to you through nature. God speaks in so many different ways. He speaks to us, and we need to pay attention because when he speaks... There should be a response. We know the scripture says that we can't just be hearers of the word, but doers, right? We can't just hear something and think, oh, well, that was good. I'll check it off my bucket list. I heard that. No, when we hear something, especially when it tugs at our heart, it changes us, then there should be a response to do something because of what we heard just like any other natural sound that we hear causes a response. That should also cause a response. The sound of heaven is the sound of worship and the sound of recognizing the authority and the glory of God. What we hear, we will respond to. A sound will always precede a movement. There are heavenly sounds. When we hear the voice of God, we should respond to what he's telling us. And we need to realize that when he's telling us something, it has importance and authority behind it. I don't believe God speaks anything just because. 
There's purpose behind what he speaks. So when you know that God has spoken to you, it's not, okay, well, I'll do that later. It's let's get up and go. Let's do it. Let's do it now. Let's read a couple scriptures. I've made um, remarks towards this, but I want to read it to you because I want you to hear it. Y'all are quiet this morning. It's really scary. It's okay, according to Barbie. No, she's not up here. James 1, 19 through 21, 22 says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear. Swift to hear. Be listening. Pay attention. God is always talking. I know for years you were taught possibly that God only talks to the elite. God only talks to the pastors. God only talks to the ministers. We know better. God talks to his children who we are. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. God is speaking, and he wants to speak to you. You know what? It, it's so easy now. I'm going to say it because maybe you need to hear it, but it used to be there was so much importance on prayer, 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 and I know people who could pray for hours, and then they say amen, and it's over. But, you know, prayer is really a conversation, and a conversation can only take place if two people are participating. So in prayer, true prayer, where you really get a response and an answer is when you speak and you listen. Because God is also listening and speaking. That's the conversation. That is what true prayer is all about. So if you have been praying and not giving time to respond to what you have just spoken, because even in that, there's a response to what he hears. If you listen for it, let God respond. There are times he's quiet, but if you listen long enough, I think it was Kelly Varner that told us, eventually, if you stay there long enough, all the trains have gone through. All the noises will stop. And you will hear the voice of God. You can hear the voice of God. He's speaking. And it's a loving voice. It's a loving voice. It's Daddy's voice. It's Abba. And he's got so much to say. If we'll just listen. Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Sometimes instead of letting our tempers get the best of us, we need to listen for just a minute. God is speaking and say, this isn't the answer, this isn't the way. Hear ye me. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. If you just listen, the importance of listening, it'll save your souls. <laughs> but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. 
How many feel like you don't have faith sometimes? Just listen. God's speaking. And trust me, when you hear God speak, it will increase your faith. (laughs) Because if God has spoken to you and he has told you to do something, guess what? He's going to carry it out because God cannot lie. And what he begins, he will finish. He is the author and the finisher. He is the beginning and the end. He has begun a good thing. He will end that. Let him do that. Praise God. 10.17, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I want to give you an example. The only thing I know to do is give you an example of how I heard because sometimes we hear and we don't hear. Does that make sense? We listen sometimes, but we don't hear what is being said. I know I've worked in retail and and different things throughout my life, and they could play all this music I wasn't paying any attention to. I really wasn't listening to it at all. And somebody could say, did you hear that song that was playing? What song? I didn't hear it because I wasn't focusing on that. I didn't hear it. And so many times that's how it is with God speaking, with a message that is being given. We're thinking about what we're going to do for supper. I need to pick up a present for the party this afternoon. Uh, This is going to happen. That's going to happen, whatever. And so we're not really listening to the word of God that is being spoken. And all of you can get a little uncomfortable with that because we've all done it, including myself. Some of you are doing it right now. So I want to get you back so that you can hear Praise God. So this scripture, this was, this was during a time in my life when I was going through something. It, it's my testimony, so I can give it and I can share it. And if you've heard it, just say amen at the end anyway. But I was teaching at school, and I had a knot come up under my arm, and it just kept bigger and bigger and bigger and, and more and more painful. And there was red all around it, and it was ugly. And it got to where... I couldn't write on chalkboard, and yes, we used chalkboard back then. And I couldn't even raise my arm to do anything. It was hard to even dress myself. It was really painful, and I didn't go to the doctor, but I knew within myself that it was something pretty serious. In fact, it wouldn't have surprised me if I had gone if they had said it was some sort of cancer of some sort. But I didn't say anything to anybody except my husband at the and, um you know, and we were just continued to pray about it. And it seemed like the more we prayed, the worse that it got and the more painful it was. And yet I was still praying. And to be honest, a little scared to go find out what it was and didn't have insurance or money to do that anyway. So just trusting God, just trying with everything that was in me to trust God. And it wasn't an easy place to be. It, it was hard. Sometimes it's not easy to trust God, especially when you're trusting him for a healing because the symptoms are still happening even though the healing has already taken place. So it's not always easy because it's not something that you always see a manifestation right in front of you just immediately. Sometimes we do thank God. Sometimes there was a good report for one of the girls, right, just recently. We thank God for that. This was my testimony. So one Sunday morning, Tony was preaching, and he preached this scripture, and I want to read it to you this morning. It's found in Revelation 21, 4. And it says, well, I'm going to start with verse 2. Actually, I'm going to start with verse 1, just cause. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. 
And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, this is a voice out of heaven saying, somebody has to be listening, amen? Here's a voice saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Where are men? On earth. And he will dwell with them. What does Emmanuel mean? God with us. And they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Where are they? Where are men? On earth. Heaven's been brought to earth. Verse 4, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Let me point something out here. They were crying, but God will wipe away your tears. Sometimes things happen that may cause sorrow. Even Jesus wept. Different reasons, maybe, but Jesus wept. I wept when I lost my husband. I wept a lot. But Jesus would always wipe those tears away. In his compassionate, with his compassionate hand, he understands the hurt. He understands the loss. But he wipes those tears away. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. What did he say? I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And Tony was ministering that, and he was saying, What we think is already in the heavens, God has actually brought to this earth that we can experience these things that were mentioned. No more tears, no more pain. We can be in health, no more sickness, no more death. We can experience that on earth. And something in me changed. I didn't just hear that with my natural eyes. My spirit man jumped out of me almost. He grabbed that, that word and brought it back into my physical body. And that sounds really, really weird. Anybody saw that old movie, Ghost? Yeah, that's what I'm But anyway, I don't want to go on that sidetrack. But when he spoke that, and I had heard that scripture before. I had heard it read before, but that morning, I not only heard it with natural ears, thank you, Jesus, I heard it with my spiritual ears, and my spirit man grabbed it and thought, I can have heaven on earth. I don't have to suffer this. I don't have to go through that. I don't have to feel the physical pain of a loss anymore. God has taken all of that away. He has dried my tears. I can rejoice. Joyce, and I was totally changed by that word that was preached that morning. Not because it was preached with any, I mean, it was anointed and it was, it was timely, but it wasn't, it wasn't the preaching of the word. It was that I heard it. I heard it. And so, and I did not even think about my arm or what was under my arm at the time. I just realized, wait a minute. God said that I could have that now. It changed me. It changed the way I thought about things. It changed the way my perspective of the future. It changed everything within me because I had heard it. 
but not with natural ears. I hope that you are hearing things with a spiritual ear this morning. So that night we went home, and I was telling, on the way home, we always, well, what did you think of service this morning, honey? That's Tony's comment. It was really good. Let me tell you what God did for me. I didn't only hear it with my natural ears. My spirit grabbed it. That's good, Barbara. I'm so, yeah, yeah, girl. That's good. That's good. I like that. I hope everybody else did too. I do too. So we went home. So we got ready for bed that night. And he said, I was laying there and I'm still just thankful for what I had heard and how it had changed me that morning. See, the word will change you if you let it, if you hear it with your spirit and not just your natural ears. And I said, well, wait a minute. I started moving around and lifting my arms. And Tony, it's gone. It's gone. He said, what? So, you know, we're, we're checking, turn the lights on. And yeah, it was gone, and it didn't hurt. And God had healed me sometime that day. I believe it was when I received that word. I believe it was when I received that word. But God had healed me, and I haven't had any. There's a scar there. There's a little scar. And I kind of think I'm like Jacob a little bit because he had a limp after he had seen God, been with God. And I've just got a tiny scar there because I can remember the day that I heard what the Spirit was saying and what his plan was for my life. And I received a healing that day because I had heard what the Spirit is saying. I hope today you hear what the Spirit is saying. You receive what the Spirit is saying. You receive your healing, whether it be a natural physical hearing, whether it be in your mind, whether it be in their broken heart, wherever it is, I pray you receive that because that's God's plan. Because why? He wants to make all things new for you. Amen. Praise God. With every move of God, there's a new sound. There's the sounds. If we, and the Spirit speaks in many different ways. I just want to point these out, and then I want to read something to you. And you may get out a little early today. Spirit speaks in many ways. I want you to listen for the sounds of heaven. In nature, in dreams, in visions. There's a heart sound. Has, have any of I just know it. I can't explain it. I just know it. Anybody ever said that? I can't explain it. I just know it. This is what I'm supposed to do. I don't know why. I just know it. This is what I'm supposed to say. I just know it. This is what God is going to do. I just know it. It's a heart issue. Sometimes God just does that. Sometimes God will speak audibly to you. And sometimes it's in the trumpets. It's in the winds that blow. It's in that rushing mighty wind. Sometimes it's in vibrations. But I want you to know that God is speaking. And he's speaking loudly. And he just wants you to hear. Ye that have an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches, unto you, unto the sons and the daughters. And he's saying, I have such a plan for you. I love you. You're not here by accident. You are, not he you are here on purpose. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I, know, I was with you. I saw the 
crosses in the roads. I saw the U-turns. I saw the wrong ways that you took. I saw the many times that you fell. But I was there with every time to pick you back up. You still have a call and a purpose. I asked the Lord, I said, but Lord, I need a word. What can I give them? And I found this, and this was a prophecy that was spoken, and I'm just going to read it to you because it just made my heart vibrate. This is one of those things that my spirit connected. Have you been there where your spirit has connected with things? Have you been there when your spirit didn't connect and you thought, ooh, I need to stay away from that? See, that's God speaking to you. He speaks all the time. Let me read this and then we'll close. There's a new sound that is going to emerge with this move of God. And it is the sound of that which came forth from the tabernacle of David. Worship is what God's people were always created to do. Everybody here at Truvine Worship Center should know that. Acts 15, 16 says, After this I will return and build again the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down, and I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up. When Moses came and confronted Pharaoh to let God's people go, he also said, To serve me. This word serve means to be worshipers. So God brought them forth with the sound of freedom to worship, to be free to worship. How many realize you are free to worship? Can you imagine the sound of that many Hebrews coming out of Egypt after 400 years of bondage? I imagine it sounded like a great roar as they came out. Do you remember one of the first services? There's lions that are standing up and there's a roar that is being sounded. Has anybody heard that roar of the Spirit? Listen, there's things going on in the Spirit you need to know, to, know about. Have you roared? 400 years of bondage, but suddenly they came out with a sound. There was a sound of a little shepherd boy that rang out on the mountainside of Israel when he would worship his king. His name was David, the great psalmist. And God brought him forth and delivered his people from the Philistines as he conquered their giant. He established the tabernacle of David and a sound came that drew God into this tabernacle. And the glory would come forth and cause them to defeat their enemies. There was a sound all through the, the scripture. There was a sound that God gave that caused the enemy to think that they were already defeated and they tucked tail and ran. Not because there was a battle, not because there was a sword drawn, because there was a sound. Your sound can be your defense. There was a sound of the prophets crying out that the Messiah was coming. And once the sound came, the enemy was so afraid that he killed the prophets thinking, what is this sound that I am hearing? He knew his doom was sealed when he heard the sound. Then came John the Baptist, and the Bible says there was a voice crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. That sound brought forth the Messiah that has been prophesied for thousands of years before. But suddenly the babe was born in a manger, our Savior, Messiah, and Redeemer. Things that have been prophesied in your life that you think, well, maybe they'll come to pass and maybe they won't. There will be a suddenly that will happen and it will appear and you think, wow, whoa, it happened. How many waiting on suddenly? Okay. 
After Jesus arose 50 days later, there was a sound in the upper room. On that day that came, and suddenly the promise of Joel's prophecy that your sons and daughters would prophesy came to pass. There was a sound. It was then that the persecution came. The enemy can't stand the sound. Speak. Cry out. Proclaim. Put the enemy on notice. You have no authority here. Get out. Sound. 1 Corinthians 2, 7 and 8 says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of the world knew, for they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You see, the enemy doesn't know exactly what is going to happen until that sound comes. Then the war is on to try to discredit and mute the sound. Aw, poor devil. Not. It torments him. Glory to God. He runs. He's a coward. The enemy will stop if you will start speaking, declaring, proclaiming. Cast him out. Shut that voice off. Shut it up. Did I say shut up in church? November 10th, 1483, a man named Martin Luther, a German priest, strongly disputed the claim that freedom from God's punishment for sin could be purchased with money. He confronted the religious system on his day with a sound and nailed the 95 theses to the door and brought back the truth of salvation through grace by faith in Jesus Christ. A sound caused everything to change. Your whole dynamic will change. Your family will change. Your community will change. Your state and country, your nations will change by the sound that you will make. Sound is important. Hear what the Lord is saying and speak. Jesus says, what I hear the Father say, I then speak. If we would realize that when we hear a sound, there needs to be a response, and that response needs to needs to be that we need to repeat what he said. We need to be an echo in this world, an echo of what we hear God speak to us. We need to echo to other people. We need to have a response to what we hear and say it out loud. Not just think about it. Speak it out. Then came the sound, he became, uh, continue, I'm reading this, I'm sorry. He began what we call the Protestant Reformation, Reformation. We now have the freedom to worship God as we do today because of a sound. Then came the sound of Pentecost. Again, in 1906, a man named Edward Seymour and his wife were holding meetings in a house, and this was a precursor to the Azusa Street Revival. Why? Because there was a sound made. That's why I believe that there's going to be a sound that will come from Truvine. Y'all hear me? I'm prophesying now. There is a sound that will come from Truvine that will cause Statesville to turn. Hallelujah. Listen to the sound. Pay attention to what God is speaking. And then we will see the glory of God. Witnesses said that they shouted three days and three nights. Anybody ready to go on a shouting party? 
It was Passover season. The people came from everywhere. By the next morning, there was no way of getting near the house. That's how Azusa Street started. Guess what's going to happen here? We're going to have some people that will come together and realize if we will start shouting, if we will start declaring these things, if we will make a declaration, if we will continue to join together, they're going to hear it's going to break that sound of blockage. It's going to cause the walls to fall just like it did in Jericho. As people came in, they would fall under God's power, and the whole city was stirred. They shouted until the foundation of the house gave way, but no one was hurt. You see, there was a sound. Sound makes the difference. All of these moves have been moves that have been prophesied and toiled over in intercession, persecution, and even blood. But then it will seem like suddenly what we prayed for will happen. Then when the enemy hears the sound, he is always there to try and swallow up the new move of God in the earth. He isn't aware until that sound starts to come forth, and then he's aware or made known that he has no power. The enemy is trying to kill this generation before they come forth and take their authority in the earth. But he is a defeated foe. Why? Because there's somebody that's making a sound that says you cannot have that generation. That generation was born in Zion. That generation will change this world. That generation is sons and daughters of the Most High God. And they will go forth proclaiming his love forever. Generations stand up and claim that. All right, all my grandchildren stand up, and the rest of you follow them. Come on. You're going to change the world. You've got it. Don't let the enemy steal your sound. You've been taught from the time that you were cradled in your mother's arms to speak the goodness of God. Continue speaking it. Don't let any enemy stop you. Don't let anybody. You don't have to guard your mouth from the enemy. What God speaks, speak loudly. Declare it. You are going to change the world. You have a purpose. The plan of God for you is to always be victorious. Praise God. They will bring forth such a sound in the earth. They're tired of church as usual. They are hungry and thirsty for the presence of God like there has never been before. They have been in their closets and homes crying out, When, God, when will we see your glory? When will we be so filled with you that we'll be able to truly affect our cities and states and counties? When, God, when will that sound that is arising out of them and the sound of those that have been like Seymour who was not noticed by anyone until he began to hunger for the baptism of the Holy Spirit be heard? When? They are those that are raising their voices to heaven and saying, as they sung, All we want is more of you, God. All we want is more of you. There is a sound of those that have nothing but him. They are the desperate. I believe I'm speaking to a body of believers this morning. 
I believe you are part of this. I'm talking about you. Are you desperate for the presence of God to see change in the world, to see change in your community, to see change in your homes, change in your children? Are you desperate for that? Because there's going to be a sound that will cause a suddenly to come. Hallelujah. Because there's always a sound that will precede the move of God. Open your mouth and make a sound. There's a sound, I won't, I'm trying to finish this. There's a sound coming forth out of a remnant of people who do not care what men think when they worship God, unashamedly. I believe we're there. I believe I'm talking to you. It is a sound of the day of the saints. They that have sat on a pew too long under the long arm of a religious controlling spirit. There is a sound coming forth out of the earth. God has been hearing this sound, and this sound is tangible in the voices of God's worshipers. God's body is coming together because they have fallen in love with Jesus and have been through the fire together. My God, and don't smell like smoke. And have come forth with not even the smell of smoke. This body... This one man in Christ is raising up as Jesus in the earth in his people. This is Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come. This is the sound of Isaiah 54. Sing, O barren, thou that did not bear for more, are the children of the desolate. They that, that, that Then they of the married wife. Church, we are they that are crying with a sound in this wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. There is a sound that is ringing out. In the whole earth. And suddenly he will come to his temple and take up residence in his people. And with the sound, we will see an awakening in this earth such as we have not seen since the beginning of time. This is the time that we're speaking of right now. There's a people who will stand up, who will declare these things, who will believe these things. We have had enough of the other. We've had enough of the religious. We've had enough of the traditions. We are standing on the truth of God. We are claiming our families and our cities and our communities and our states and the world for Jesus Christ, who has come to his temple, who we are. My God. It is the early rain and the latter rain in one month. It is the knowledge of the glory of the Lord covering the earth. Can you hear the sound? Can you hear the rain? Can you hear the worship? Can you hear the king of glory? Get ready. Because suddenly it will happen. It is our Tom. Amen? If you believe that, shout unto the Lord. It is our time. We have spoken it. We have prophesied. We have declared it. We have seen parts. We have seen it in part. It is now that we see a manifestation because we together are going to hear the voice of God and declare the sound. What God speaks, we will speak and not do it in timid, timidity, timidity. What's the word? 
intimidation. There you go. But we will do it in, in, in a power and in authority and with a sound mind. Not being afraid. Fearless. Fearless. I know some of you are thinking, ooh, Barbara. I, it is time. It is our time. It is our time to speak those things. Don't be afraid to speak what you hear the Lord saying. For everything you hear, there should be a response. Respond to the Spirit of God. Praise God. I'm not. I, I, if it sounds like I'm preaching at you, I'm preaching at you. My God, but how many are ready to say, yes, I'm, I'm ready for this suddenly? We've been praying about this. We've been speaking this for how many years? Let's see it. And the way we'll see it is when we start proclaiming, when we start speaking it, where we're not afraid to say whatever God is speaking to us. If he tells us, get a group of people together and go down, walk the streets of Statesville, North Carolina, and declare my glory. Well, instead of just thinking about it like some of us have, myself included, let's call some people and let's do it. Let's not just be hearers of a word, but doers. Praise God. Am I ready for a change? How many are ready to see the glory of God? How many are ready to see your, your family healed or even a stranger? How many are ready to go see somebody that's hurting and you pray for them and you see it changed like that? How many are ready to see when you don't have to be afraid of somebody committing suicide or somebody shooting somebody else or somebody doing those things because the glory of God has set on a place? You really want to change your world? Speak. Open your mouth. With everything you hear, there should be a response. When you hear God speak, echo it. And once he knows that you're going to do that, you'll hear God speak more and more and more. I remember years ago I had a dream. Lord just reminded me of it too. That there was a group of, of ladies. I don't know why they're ladies, but they were at this time. That just went through the halls of the hospital. Just walking through, not even going into rooms. Just walking the hospital halls and declaring healing. God, I thank you, Lord, that all these diseases have to bow. That at the name of Jesus, everything will have to bow. That is your will and your desire that they be in health and prosper. And we were walking through all the halls of the hospital. And then we, as we were leaving, we had people following us, running. What did you say? What did you do? What happened? And all we could say is that we just prayed. But that is what our God wants to do. And people were getting out of their hospital beds. They were taking out the IVs. They were losing in the oxygen mask. Why? Because Jesus showed up on the scene. I know I'm stretching some of you for a little bit this morning. I know that. But my God, if you're going to burst something, you're going to stretch. If we're going to burst something, something has to stretch. It has to change shape. 
So maybe I'm stretching you this morning, but are you ready? My God, are you ready? Come on, let's lead. We heard what God has said. Now let's do it. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. My God. It's our time. Look at your neighbor and say, it's our time. It's our time. We can look through back through history and see all the great moves of God. And they were great. And they were our history. And we can build upon it. But it's our time. It's our time. There hasn't been a move of God in this area since, I don't know if there has ever been a move of God in this area. Maybe there has. I'm not saying there hasn't. I don't know of any. I've never heard of any great move of God in this area. But I'm telling you, there's coming one now. There's coming one now. It's not just coincidental that Statesville is called the crossroads. And that the two major intersections go through this area. 77, north and south, 40, east and west. It's not coincidental. And it has been prophesied by right here. Marie saw it. Where people just driving through would receive healing. Why? Because a body has stood up and said, we will do what is necessary to see the glory of God come upon this place. That's going to happen. How many believe that's going to happen? Stand your feet if you believe God is going to do what he said he's going to do. And he's going to use those that aren't afraid to speak what he is telling you to speak. Shout it out. Declare a thing. God, I thank you, Lord, for this service. I thank you for this body of believers that's going to change the world. I thank you, Lord, that we will see Statesville being synonymous with the glory of God. I thank you, Lord, that you are speaking even now. And what you speak, we will agree together, do what is necessary, come together, walk the streets, walk the halls, have three days of shouting, whatever it takes, God. We are ready to see the change. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father, that you are circumcising every ear in this place, God. Lord, those that may not have even heard you before, God, that they will as of today. Hallelujah. God, may may not have understood anything that was said, that you will reveal unto them in your God way, Father, in your Abba way, God, that they will hear and they will receive and they will understand. I thank you, God, Lord, that you have called a people for such a time as this. God, Lord, to save your people. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. I love you. I thank you, God. I worship you. I lay before you, Lord Jesus. And I'm excited today to see how God's going to do what he says he is going to do. And we shall see it, and it shall be unto us. Uh, suddenly. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise.